and welcome to the Fence End podcast. Um, we spoke last time about whether this would be the final one where we talk about football or whether we'd be previewing a trip to Wembley. Unfortunately, it's uh, it's just a review and not a preview. Um, hi, Fraser. How are you? Yeah. Hi, Simon. All good. All good. You well? I am. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess we'll 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 dive straight in with the with the game up at Blackpool and three mm. goals. We got the three goals we needed. But yeah. then they got they got more than the one that they needed. So you know. Yeah. In general, a, 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 we put up we put up a fight, and for about a minute and a half, two minutes, when we after we scored that goal, it was like this might happen, you know. And then it was yeah. almost like Blackpool went, no, it's not going to happen. And there was a little <laughs> slap. Uh, it it really is the hope that kills you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird because in the in the run up to the game, which is just I guess the three days in between the first leg and the second leg, um, I should say we're recording this one week after the second leg now, so you know the the dust has firmly settled. Yeah. Um, but th- yeah, we, in the run up to that, all I could think was, um, you know, can we can we find three goals? Can we can we score early? And um, you know, seven minutes in. Suddenly, you're thinking, right? This, this, this is exactly what we wanted. Um, there are now 83 minutes left to score two goals. Unbelievably doable. Mm. Um, the thing that I didn't have in the equation all week was all I was thinking was, can we score three goals? Now, if you told me before the game that when the clock read 75 minutes, Oxford would have scored three goals, I would have been unbelievably excited um but of course i've left out of the equation that blackpool also <laughs> scored three goals um which you know it was it was it, you look it was disappointing um the worst bit for me the the most annoying bit for me of the 180 minute of the two legs of any if i had to pick a single moment it's when we gave that ball up for in midfield just after our goal for them to go and score and make it 4-1 for me at that point that the the playoff semi was done um i just even before they went ahead on the night i just thought the the i got to admit that moment just it just wound me up so much because it was such a it was such a mental drop in in it was such an uh, a kind of taking your eye off the ball moment um you know feel part on the pun um <laughs> in in the that was the time to to protect the protect the lead we had on the night and and it was just so cheaply given up and and yeah I can't argue with the finish it was a wonderful finish for the yeah. for for their first goal on the night um and then you know the 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 crappy one we gave away to make it 2-1 or 5-1 on aggregate um it was just so disappointing it was a you know a bit of a crap goal to give away really and and you know it was i'm afraid it it was just done then wasn't it really it was there was nothing else to say other than uh you know can we f- cuz you're looking at a, th- a situation where even if we find three goals we're still not level with them um no <laughs> so no. it's you know and it, you're it, right yeah, yeah kind it, of it's it's that kind of immediate deflation you know, it's that you 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 do the thing that you. I mean, we talked about. It. I was, you know, okay. If we even if you get the half time and it's nil nil, we're still in with a shout. But you're right to go ahead so early and and give yourself that real chance of doing it, but then to almost immediately be back to square one and it's it. it yeah. Yeah. It really take. It's it's odd. You know, we could have let's say we got that to half time at one all. 
it would have been, I think, worse than being at nil-nil because you've you've kind of you've got ahead, you've got your momentum, you've you've done the you've got that early goal and all of the things that that everyone was sort of saying, yeah, we need to get an early goal, we need to do that, and you do it, which is absolutely fantastic, and then you're right, and then all of a sudden it's like it is it's almost like the the, the sort of the big kid playing, you know, basketball one on one, and and they let the little kid score, and then they just, you know, swap them out of the way and go and score themselves. It's it, yeah. yeah it was at yeah. that point you kind of think it's not going to happen, is it? You know, for a few yeah. minutes, like you say, the hope that kills you. For a few minutes, you're thinking this might happen, and then I, I think you're you're absolutely right. As soon as they got that goal, it was like it's not going to happen, is it? I think no. It, and it, clearly, you know, obviously it didn't in the end, and and but I, I you know, fair play. We we didn't give up. We did give it a good go. Um, mm. We just came up short, and I think that somebody said it was you know a bit of a microcosm of the season. We you know we we got ourselves maybe in a position to to do something, but we haven't quite got the uh, difficult to find the word. I'm not say professionalism because that's not right, but just that kind of seeing the game through, getting the result, and yeah, it, yeah, this didn't quite happen. Um, yeah, and you know, brilliantly to get in the playoffs, but not mm. quite good enough to get through them. Yeah, and and that's the thing is that yeah, I feel every season we watch football, we always learn new things, and you you feel like you're because I kind of had in my head that teams that swoop into the playoffs in the last spot but have the momentum have a kind of big edge. But I, I really question that now. <laughs> I kind of think, well, maybe that isn't quite as true as I thought it was. Um, and you know, I, I, it was, it's weird when during the second half, um, I think when it was, well, towards the end when it was six three on aggregate, and you know, kind of got a bit disillusioned and bored and started looking at. You know, I like a stat, I like figures mm. and that sort of thing. And I was looking at the the league table, and we talked about this on the pod last week. But when you include the two semis. For the entire season, Blackpool have scored 66 goals, which means they scored 10% of their goals in those two fixtures. Yeah. I mean, that's that's crazy. And mm. and I'm not having a go at Blackpool there. I'm more making a comment about what the hell happened to our, our back line across the, <laughs> the two fixtures. Because, I mean, they're not known to score a lot of goals for a team at this end of the table. Yeah. Yet they managed to find six, which mm. is slightly... Was, you know, slightly disappointing, uh, to say the least. Um, but then here's the thing. It shows what kind of team we are, that when you look back the other way and you look at what Blackpool have conceded across the season, yeah. if you include the two semis, they conceded 40. So just under 10%, we scored against them. That, <laughs> which, yeah. which you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, exactly, yeah. So there's a bit of playoff licence here. The playoffs mm. are crazy, you know. Um, but... Yeah, it's just it just seemed like a, a mad couple of games, and you know if we're being really honest, I know we scored three in in the second leg, but it was really lost in the first leg, wasn't it? I mean, we, it was yeah. such a mental yeah. mountain to climb um, that I guess, like you say, we we just came up short, um, and 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 there we have it. But you know, I, I stand by what I said before we even got into the playoffs when we were wondering if we could get there that. Um, I've got a lot of hope for next season. I'm not down about it at all. I feel nothing like what I felt last year, uh, the disappointment. Um, I'm nowhere near that. I, I I felt like last year was a much bigger opportunity than this one. Um, and, uh, you know, the disappointment is nothing like, for well, for me personally, what it was last year. 
um, in that in that final. So I, I've got a lot of hope for next season. I think there's a lot of promise. There's there's a huge amount of reasons to be positive, um, and I think it's it's all onwards and upwards. Yeah, and I think this season, as as has been said so many times, has been such a, a weird season with very few games featuring fans. You know, we we were we've we've occupied. I, I I think we shared this, or somebody shared this on our WhatsApp group. We've occupied every single league position in the table this season, apart from the top four. At yeah. some point through the season, we've been in every position from bottom through to and including fifth place. And yeah. I, and and on, and I think that the the position we occupied the most was the final relegation spot. You know, sort of twenty first, not bottom. You know, that that kind of just getting out of the play, uh, out of the relegation spot. So it. it a lot of the season was fans going, well, I, you know, I, I just hope we don't go down and we have a, a club to watch next season. You know, when you're in the middle of a, a pandemic and, and far more important yeah. things happening, you know, a lot of uh, pretty much everybody was, we just want a club to support come yeah. September or August, you know, next year, next season. Let's hope we, we're still in this division. And yeah, so ultimately we're, we're, we're pretty much where everybody wanted us to be or hoped we would at least be. Yeah. Come the end of the season, and you know, yeah, it's we go into next season, like you say, with a bit of hope. I, I think, you know, we 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 we've always started seasons slowly, uh, and you wonder, you know, there's there's multiple reasons for that. Um, often we talk the club. Um, okay, Carl talks about getting business done early. We're going to get our you know get our targets in, and this that and the other. And it doesn't happen. This season, obviously, McGuane's already in in the in the place. We've we've re- we've got the retained list. We've got those that have been released. I think sort of really Josh Ruffles is probably the only question mark there of, of players that we want here next season. Who's not yet? Uh, sorry, of the players that are already here, you know, he's he's the one that's not yet signed a new contract. Um, I guess he's he's hanging on, and you can totally understand that. Um, you know, if he gets an opportunity to play in the championship, then you wouldn't begrudge him it. He's he's done tremendously well for us. He's been a you know a really good servant, played you know in a, in a number of positions, and I hope he does sign a contract with us and stays with us. But then equally, if he goes somewhere, well, fair play, good luck to him. Yeah, I, I kind of feel exactly the same as you. To be honest, I just kind of th- on ruffles. I just kind of think, well, y- if you want to be here, fine. Um, great, mm. we you'd be a great asset to the squad. Um, if you want to go, that's also fine. Um, you know, I, I just kind of think he's not irreplaceable, and I don't mean that disrespectfully. No, I, I, nobody I, I, is really. But you're right. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It, it's it, if he wants to go, that uh, he gets a better offer, then go. But I think you know, we're always club over player, um, and yeah, I think the club are taking the right approach. We're not going to wait, you know, months and months for this guy. Um, what's your decision? Um, mm. and because we've got we've got other things to do, you know, and I, and I think that I'm I've got nothing wrong with football clubs, you know, uh, being assertive in that way towards players. I don't think it's uh, I think people get too uptight about this loyalty thing. I think I I, I, I like loyalty, but mm. we employ people to pay to play for us, and we pay them for it. That's mm. it's not like there's this loyalty that goes on for years and years that we owe them. This, that, and the other. Do you know what I mean? I, I kind of, you know, I and I, I know you could link that to the Rob Hall situation, which mm. we'll come on to. I yeah. think that's slightly different, 
Um, but yeah, this I think people get far too uptight about this loyalty thing in in football. It's like it's it, it it's a short career. And when, and when something goes wrong, you know, if a player makes a mistake, you know, social media explodes with "I don't want him anywhere near our club ever again. He should never wear the shirt." So it kind yeah. of goes both ways, you know. We yeah. can't we can't be hugely critical of a player for making a mistake. And, no, and, yeah, exactly, and exactly. And, and then not that we do, you know, we're. we're perfectly level-headed and yeah well we are absolutely (laughs) you know so it kind of does go both ways and 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 it's that you you've got to take a step back from the emotion of it and and you're absolutely right you know that we we expect huge amounts from the players when they are playing for us that goes both ways and that we can't just sort of you know boot them when we don't want them anymore and you know players if, if they're under contract they should stay here they should you know it's all of that it's everything around contracts and stuff you know if we if they've signed a two-year contract they they should get paid for the two years unless they feel that it's right and both sides feel it's right you know we we have to have that kind of balance yeah yeah no that's it and i yeah i think i think people i think on the loyalty thing i what i what i mean is i think people get far too it's almost as if sometimes they're suggesting that players pay uh, players play for us because they fancy it and because they want to do us a favor we are paying them good money to be here. Let's let's yeah. not ever forget that. <laughs> and yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's a mafia. We pay you, and now you owe us your life. <laughs> I just mean that let's not pretend that they're here for for because they think we're great, you know, or they mm. think that you know it might be play into their thinking. The main reason is we put a contract in front of them and pay them each month. You know, that's yeah. <laughs> that, that that's reality. That's yeah. the world. You know, unlike and I'm not, other... I've no problem with that. I'm in a paid job. No. You're in a paid job. You Absolutely. Know? <laughs> and unlike any other you know paid job and workplace you know if if it's a nice place to work as well great yeah, you know absolutely. If you get on with you get on with your colleagues great if if you know if you if you've got a nice office environment and you know it's not leaking or whatever you know in the, yeah. in the same way that we've now got a, a lovely training ground you know that comes into it as well there's yeah it's yeah so much around why a player might choose us but but equally they might choose somebody else you know when we're, we're yeah. not the only football club out there um and and players will will move on and yeah so you obviously touched on Robbie Hall and I I think that's a an interesting one that we're kind of from the sounds of it potentially showing him that you know that that kind of um, loyalty if that is the right word it's not mm. it's kind of the opposite to it I don't know you know it, it, he, I think he was t- he's he's been um, no new deal but. It, it kind of comes across that if he doesn't find a new deal, we might do something with him and, and potentially send him out on loan. And I think, yeah. Uh, you know, there are there are players, uh, you know, crikey, the goal he scored down at down at the county ground must be worth a 10-year deal at least, you know. Well, I mean, yeah. We... For the rest of his life. <laughs> fair play to him, you know. I, yeah. I think as well, he, he seems, I've, I've only met him not one-on-one, but, you know, you kind of in a group at games, after games, that kind of thing. And he just seems like, the loveliest bloke you'd ever want to meet and and yeah. that's perhaps important in a dressing room as well you know if, if you've if you look at your dressing room and you've got great players and all of that but there's nobody in there who's who will kind of not break the ice not the right phrase but you know lighten the mood at the right time if, if we haven't got that and you know there's somebody that everybody gets on with who is great around the club can do the the sort of the um 
the, the meet and greet sort of stuff as well if necessary you know if you need to send a, a player out to to a school or something like that you just know Robbie Hall's the right sort of person to do that with and if yeah. if there's a way that we can repay what he did for us you know and, and show that little bit of actually you know we'll, we'll look after him if we can that that will also be people who are coming to join us or we're hoping to get you know into the club players that we want to attract if they see oh, okay yeah they look after people yeah the, no absolutely know, beyond that okay am i are they going to play me in the right sort of position am i going to get paid enough yes yeah okay we'll do that and we'll do that but when it comes to you know treating people properly and and going that extra mile for them which might just be the thing that decides between club a and club b they'll see what we're potentially doing with robbie and and go actually that's the kind of place i'd want to be yeah absolutely and you know it's it's i think he's as we said earlier i think he's an anomaly in the loyalty thing in that mm. he, he he is a different because what what you you never ever hear even a slightly bad report about this guy it's like everyone who ever has met him or knows him that just thinks he's the the best guy they've ever met, and he's mm. such positive to be around. And he, you know, if he's if I mean, I was, we'll touch on Carl Robinson's interview, I follow interview this week, um, but he mentions in it how he's kind of key to so much of the squad sort of camaraderie and the mm. the the positiveness around the squad. And and yeah, you know, if they feel as we said before, I think that Carl has earned from fans a certain level of um i don't know what the word is but what i'm trying to say is us not questioning every single thing and just having a bit of faith yeah. that he yeah. knows what he's doing mm. um bit of trust trust is the word you know yeah. in it, i think he's earned that from us um that you know i've got criticism of carl robinson but i don't think anyone can say that he doesn't he hasn't earned our patience mm. and our trust in, in in the decisions that he makes and if he sees that you know there's a good opportunity to 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 show someone some loyalty and bring bring him back if he can't find something else. And, and let's be clean, I think what they've said to him is, we're releasing you, go and attempt to find somewhere. Yeah. If you can, great. Um, you know, and and let's also not forget, you know, this isn't uh this isn't some no mark conference guy we're talking about. He's a decent footballer. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. a footballer in there. Um mm. he's just he's been incredibly unlucky with injuries. Um and, you know, I'm I I actually think he'll find a club before yeah, he'd yeah. need to come back to us. Um, mm. Yeah, but it, no, it was an I I I thought yeah, it was a nice kind of display of of uh, a bit of decent loyalty and and um, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with him, I guess. But yeah, like you say, I, I, the overall thing is he can live on that Swindon goal forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> rightly so. <laughs> exactly. Well, if it, you know, if once once pubs are open properly and all of that sort of stuff, if he walked into a pub and there was an Oxford fan there and he stood at the bar. The, I, I don't know any Oxford fan who wouldn't go over and say, Robbie, let me buy you a drink for that goal. You know, well, 100%. Be, yeah, anywhere yeah. he goes. I think and, 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 you know, until he's an old man, we'll still be, there will still be people who remember yeah. that. Because, you know, a weird one came up last weekend where Sunderland did their retained list and they announced Chris Maguire had been released. Mm. Now, he's 32 years old. He yeah. it, it wouldn't be good business for us to get him. He'd want a lot of money. And he probably he's he's now what's that now four years beyond the player that we remember. So he's got yes. four years of aging on him. But mm. 
Would I have him back? A million percent, I would. <laughs> I can't help it. I don't care. Yeah. Like we said before, I don't have any logic in my brain. I'm a football fan, you know. Yeah. And I know it would be ridiculous business. He probably wouldn't be that good anymore. But I can't help it. I, I live on my memories of him. And mm. I don't care that I shouldn't do that because it's a happy place in there, <laughs> in my memory area. All I can well, remember is his constant, uh, you know, uh, wind-up of Swindon Town, uh, mm. his crying face thing at the county ground. One of the yeah. best things I've ever seen live. The last time he ever walked off the, the, the pitch in an Oxford shirt, um, he stuck up the, you know, seven symbol with his hands and, mm. and you know, for seven in a row. And he, uh, you know, uh, and I know he, he just knows how to get fans on side, but I don't care. I can't help yeah. it. I just think he's amazing. And I know it defies all logic, but I would have him back in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's probably yeah, why I don't absolutely. run a football club. No, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and and uh, I, I know he has. I think it was been it's been mentioned to him. Uh, uh, sorry, to Carl. I know Carl touched on it in in that interview, just sort of saying, yeah, we we weren't aware he'd been released, but he's not one we're looking at. And I think you know you're absolutely yeah. right. That he, he, <laughs> we we have to trust Carl. I think yeah. you're right. It would be great to have Maguire back in the squad but it would have to be the Maguire from four years ago not well it would yeah perhaps yeah perhaps just getting you know to towards the end of his career and, and touching back going back to Robbie Hall you know he's 27 he's still quite a young man in football yeah. in terms um or, you know certainly young enough to to not be somebody looking at him and going oh he's getting to the end of his career Fingers yeah. crossed, he's he's fit and, and healthy, yeah. and and we'll find somewhere. Other other players that we've kind of uh, offered new contracts to Anthony Ford, John Massinio, uh, which I, hopefully if he's over his knee injury, great. Um, if that might be a player coach sort of position, and, and you often you know you kind of think as well having the, the you know the the chair of the Professional Footballers Association board in your in your club cannot. You know that's not a bad thing, is it? I think we're you know just purely from a you know uh, having having that kind of influence would be good. Obviously, Ruffles we've talked about he's waiting on a contract. Leon Leon Chambers Paralon, I think that's a you know he's played a few times. There looks like there's a player there, and and Kieran Lofthouse who I've not really seen much, but um, he's he's one for the future. One that that we have let go that perhaps maybe raised some eyebrows was Nico Jones who sort of a couple of years ago two three years ago looked like he was going to be something special and and I guess it, it, the fact that when you kind of think oh they let him go well why is that because he was quite good a couple of years ago you think yeah but he's not been anywhere near the first team in that time and you kind of think okay if he was worth keeping you can't keep everybody can you you know I know we talked about Robbie Hall different kettle of fish there but you know, there's a lot of youngsters coming through and they have to be pretty cynical and clinical and go, no, he's not. it's not going to work. We'll, we'll let you go. Yeah, no, and this is it. And, you know, I think people... Sorry, to anyone listening, there's a guy doing his hedge outside with a <laughs> bloody strimmer thing and it's so loud. Why is he doing that now? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I think you're absolutely right. And, and I, I mean, look, there's there's... Everyone kind of, when we let players go like that, in recent years, everyone does this thing where they point to Matty Taylor and say what an mm. error it was that we let him go. But there are a few things in that that, that is being taken out of context. He wasn't, when we let him go, he wasn't the footballer he is now, you know. Yeah. And perhaps he had to go and find that somewhere else. He had to make that journey somewhere else. And now he's back with us in his prime. 
Mm. Um, and, you know, for every Matty Taylor there is, there's, with the greatest respect to other players, there's an Alex Fisher, you mm. know, players like this who it was absolutely right to let go. You know, I think Alex Fisher ended up in League Two somewhere. I think he might still be there, but... You know, he's never gone above, or we, I, I've never thought, God, I wish we could have him back. With the greatest respect to all those players, I, I, I highly doubt they listen to this, but, you know, I'm just saying that most of the time the club get the release right. And it kind of comes back to what we were saying a second ago about trusting the club and trusting Carl. I think they've earned that from us, in that we've got to take their judgment as gospel that that they, they feel these guys aren't, aren't going to make a contribution or, or, mm. or could make a better one elsewhere. Um, and, and that's the way it goes, I'm afraid, sometimes. Um, yeah. And, you know, we always know this happens at this time of year. And, you know, I mean, the Fabio Lopez one surprised me as well, but I'm basing that on the rave reviews he was getting one, maybe two years ago. Yeah. I don't know what's happened since. I, I, I haven't seen this guy. And, you no, know, the, no. the, the, the clubs see them every week. And, and they also, you know, know them as players, know them as people, and they know what's right and what's wrong for the club. And I, I think, you know... Sometimes you you just have to trust the decisions and accept they're gone and move on. And, you know, as soon as we get signings in the summer, we'll forget about them and yeah. <laughs> on yeah, we go. True. The only one that, that kind of, I think, was was a bit of a worry was Jack Stevens, who's mentioned in yeah. the least. And then the club, <laughs> I think they, they rewrote the article to say under 21 forward Jack Stevens is not yeah. a new deal. Because I think that, for, obviously we've got we've got two Jack Stevens. But that yeah, that got me. Moment. I thought, what? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that 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 one uh, that one got me a treat. Yeah, and um, I think when I when I was then told there's another Jack Stevens, I think I remembered then that there were mm. two. But yeah, yeah it was. Uh, I just thought, oh God, what's happened there? And uh, there we go. Yeah, he's he's still there. <laughs> and um, hopefully the other one will be here for a while. But but I guess that that's that kind of takes us on to which players are we potentially going to lose through the summer? You know, there's there's probably you maybe name you know four or five of, of the players that you would say are our, our, our real kind of talent. You know, you look at the goal, you know, Jack Stevens, the, the goalkeeper. Um, you're looking at Rob Atkinson, who Bristol City are apparently interested in. You've got Cameron Brannigan, who people would be interested in. Probably Elliot Moore, people would be interested. You know, there's, there's going to be players around, and Josh Ruffles, you know, who, who's in a slightly diff, different position in that he's not under contract now. You know, it, it, we people have said we shouldn't be letting people go. We've got to keep them all if we want to progress and that kind of thing. And I think that that kind of ignores that. Well, you know, we let we let uh, Rob Dickey go and we replaced him with Rob Atkinson. You know, there's that. Uh, you you can't keep everybody because if you say to players, no, you're not moving on, then when it comes to trying to get the next one in and they see, actually, this is a club that blocks me going anywhere. And it's also, it's the trading model that that helps to keep the debt that we're in and the, and, and the losses that we make as low as we can. You know, if we're, if we're not selling players for six figures and, and ho- hopefully, you know, six figures plus, then I'm not talking seven figures. I'm not saying we're going to sell players. No, seven seven figures is right, isn't it? Seven figures would be like a million quid. Yeah, sorry, I'm getting. I'm, I can't add up. Um, yeah, I think that. Yeah, so you know, if if you're looking at players that might move on, well, the money we get in will fund purchases of players that will then, in a year's time, also move on. But it will generate a profit, and it will keep a, a conveyor belt going of players have to come in you can't you know you look back sort of three or four years ago and, and 
we had a, a fan, you know, that that promotion side from 15, 16. You know, very few of them still here. But we've moved on to another lot of players that we perhaps don't want to lose. But we'll move on and we'll get other players in. It's it's it has to happen. It has to be, you know, players will move on because we have to fund the club. Um, you've just got to strike that balance between losing too many of them and not being able to replace them. And and you just got to hope that in the same way, like I say, you know, we had a, we had Rob Dickey and, and we replaced him with Rob Atkinson. You know, Rob Dickey went to a, to a championship club. If Rob Atkinson goes, he'll be going probably to a championship club. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah. And that's the way it goes. And, you know, there's, um, there's, there's all sorts of, uh, uh, movements are going to happen in the next few months, and you know, like you say, you just got to accept sometimes that we've got an asset. Um, people are going to want that asset, yeah. um, and and that's the way it goes. And 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 you know, then we we buy someone else's asset, and and on and on we go. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's it's. I tell you one thing that does bug me though is that when you see all this stuff about say Dickies being sold by Queens Park Rangers or mm. or whoever else, oh, the, oh, you you always get. A collection of our fans piling in, <laughs> demanding to know: well, is there a sell-on? Is there a sell-on clause? Oh, we we, we better we better be getting about ten million of a sell-on here. <laughs> Shut yeah. up, you, yeah. you. Do, I mean, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for here, but it's it just mm. really bugs me that they think that that if there's not a sell-on clause and there's not there's not all this stuff that we should still be getting, then it's a travesty and. Yeah. I think they often forget that we did say, you know, the, the one that really bugged me was when Roof went from Anderlecht to Rangers and mm. there were genuinely some Oxford fans <laughs> saying, do we have a sell-on still? Are you insane? Right, yeah. Oxford, Leeds, Anderlecht, Rangers. I think we're out of the picture now. Yeah. I, I can't imagine we're still involved. I mean, we orig- initially got, you know, 1.8 million of the 3 million that, that Leeds bought him for. So we mm. did well. And then I yeah. think we got something when he then moved again. We're done now. Yeah. <laughs> I think you have to accept that. And, and you know, remember who we are. I'm not saying we should sit down and shut up. And we, we should be proud of who we are, of course. But let's just have some perspective here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, totally agree. Totally agree. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, those sort of um, contracts don't go on forever, do they? That no. Right. no I've, I've, yeah. I've, we, otherwise, it would be gold. I imagine imagine trying to keep track of that the accounting involved in in who gets what for any player. Oh. Yeah. Oh players. god, I know. And I'd imagine like with the roof one, it would have gone. Um, okay, Oxford. You know, Leeds would have come along. We'll offer you three million, uh, mm. one point eight million to you, one point uh, one point two million to West Brom. Uh, then we say, can we have another sell on? And they might mm. have agreed to that. Can we have one after that as well? Oxford. <laughs> Oxford. Here's three million. Take it and piss off. Yes. <laughs> Is that imagine what they would have said? <laughs> yeah, and, and and that's yeah, they'd have been absolutely right. It's, it <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah, 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 totally right. Um, I guess that kind of more or less wraps up players and and games. Yeah. Um, games, games for the men's team anyway. Um, the women's team have a game on on Sunday. It's their yes. last kind of uh, post season friendly. Um, I guess once they once the what's happening next season is is set in stone there'll be pre-season friendlies announced but this is the last of their sort of post-season games obviously their league season was curtailed but the FA Cup run that we've talked about in the past um, past pods we, we featured they yeah. obviously to keep the players together a bit of a post-season friendly so the last game um, is on Sunday this bank holiday Sunday one o'clock kickoff it is free 
Um, but they are doing a, a local charity, the Ronald McDonald House, um, and, which is a, 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 um, sort of a sick children in a hospital home away from home yeah. sort of accommodation that they, they do. So a great charity. Um, and, and although the game is free, uh, you know they're, they're just asking for a for a donation to that when you go so yeah down at yeah. Court place farmers oxford city's ground at one o'clock um so and the weather will be out it's bank holiday and the weather's going to be nice yeah so perfect opportunity to get away from doing the gardening or whatever it is you might want to do yeah be asked to do go and go and see the last game of the season down there yeah and it's one it's one of those i always forget when you go to a ground like that it's one of those ones where you can get a drink like a beer yes. and just watch yeah. the game with a beer it's amazing yeah <laughs> yeah no, you have a, a tiny insight into what it's like to be a rugby fan. <laughs> <laughs> the only bit of rugby that I'd be interested in. <laughs> yeah. Just without the boot cut jeans. Yeah, that's what yeah. it is. Or the Charlie Methven vibes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, so so still the uh, the the, uh, the the post-season friendlies going on there. Um pre-season friendlies um for us. I know Carl had mentioned um a pre-season in Spain as long as the red, amber, green traffic light, travel abroad, testing, whatever happens there. Ramping up, double down. Yeah, yeah. Um, building back better. Hopefully we'll build back a team better next season. Hey, that's good, isn't it? Oh, I like that. Um, that's decent, that's decent. So, yeah, it might be Spain for a, for a pre-season sort of uh, training camp. I guess they'll have games out there and, and more will be announced once we know exactly what's happening um, with with lockdown easing and travel um you know it would be great to just go yeah it's going to happen there's going to be no restrictions and people start booking up uh, personally I'm, I'm gonna i should probably leave it till next season or wherever we go because you just think you know oh, it's going to be is it going to be chaos are we going to book stuff is it not going to happen yeah but that's my that's my you know own personal sort of position on that you know, I, it would be wonderful if things are great and, and people could go. I think it would be, you know, I think we've had enough of, I love this country very much and I've holidayed a lot here, it's, but it, it is lovely to go abroad and watch your team play. Um, yeah, there's something know, there's really some, great about it, isn't there? Yeah, you know, yeah. flip-flops and shorts and a beer and, and the sunshine and we've had some fantastic overseas trips over the last few years. Yeah, no, absolutely. And they became such a great sort of staple point of uh of pre-season you know little yeah. trips abroad and that sort of thing and mm. and you know if, if anyone's no, not been on the the, the pre-season abroad it, it is great it's just such a it's just such a good atmosphere and and mm. you know there's only a few hundred of us i think maybe spain and portugal there were two or three hundred but it's a great little trip and you know like you say you just kind of wander about have a few beers and watch the football when it's about mm. 30 degrees what's not to like <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah so touch wood that'll happen i, I know I, if, if that doesn't happen i think what they're saying i guess they'll have to do something in this country I, I, you know, or maybe depending on, on on what the travel restrictions are for other companies that uh, companies countries they might make a, a, a late decision and go somewhere but i guess these sort of things it takes it's not like you know finding a, a b&b somewhere and, and booking a flight you've got i don't know 30 odd players and 20 or 30 staff to yeah to deal with it's it's quite complex isn't it and uh, fair play to whoever's trying to organize it when they don't know where they can go until a few weeks before that's yeah. going to be some some yeah, kind of, of organizational skills so fair play if you if you get to go great you know if not i think it's it's going to be next year and we'll do it we'll do it all again next year 
That we will. Yeah. Um, not sure what else there is. Oh, Chris Shaw. Chris Shaw leaving. Um, yeah. Which, uh, a shame, but he's found a club closer to home. His family is still up in Yorkshire. You can, under, you know, and again, with, with sort of travel restrictions being as they are and being away from family and stuff like that, it, it, that's a tough thing for him to have to do and, and fair play to him. I think he was... He came in, did well, and and leaves with everybody's best wishes, doesn't he? Yeah, I I could, I didn't know until I watched his interview. I couldn't believe that he lives north of York. I think he said North Yorkshire, like you mm. said. Yeah, it's, I mean that's a that's a crazy commute. And he said yeah. something. I think I I heard him right. He said he'd done something like fifty thousand miles in a year. Wow. I mean that's insane, isn't it? I mean yeah. that's you can thousand miles a week, isn't it? You know, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a hell of a lot. I mean, yeah. you can you can understand um, you know how much he he probably loves you know working at Oxford and that sort of thing. It looks like he's he's really fitting well, and everyone mm. everyone a bit like Robbie Hall, everyone's got a, a great word to say about him. But yeah. yeah, I mean that you know makes textbook sense, doesn't it? If you if yeah. you're doing that kind of commute, I mean, you know you're gonna you're, you're gonna want to look for something closer to home, aren't you? And yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, sounds like it's good for him. And yeah, Carl kind of spoke in his interview about a wider sports science department coming all coming under one umbrella, mm. uh, and that they'd found a, a replacement for him. And um, so it's it's uh, yeah, I think it's all part of a. Um, I think there's a they're kind of restructuring it to to be under one thing with the men's team, the women's team, the 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 youth setup. I I, mm. I think that's how it's working, but. Mm. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll see how that progresses, I guess. But yeah, yeah. it's uh, all the best to to Chris Short. Yeah, it seems like uh, he's done done really great work for us. Mm, definitely, and 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 sort of touching on that sort of sports science thing, it's, I think it's something that we we seem to be doing very well. You know, with the psychology side of it and and fitness and all sorts of stuff. It's it's such an important part of any football club nowadays. And like you say, bringing that all into one place does make sense. You know not if you're going to spend a bit more but but make savings in that you've only got one place to to uh to do it you know to, to have a center for for all the all the teams the women's team the men's team the, the youth teams the the academies that kind of thing makes sense to bring it all under one roof and and everybody learns off you know from each other it's a, yeah it does does make sense to do it like that so yeah another you know i think lots of positives you know around the club there's there's you know the training ground being part of of our ownership now and and all all the sort of stuff that's going on off the pitch and behind the scenes is is i think sort of positives for the future all you know all positive stuff um kind of another thing that's that's kind of slightly separate from the club but again another positive is the i think the 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 first meeting of the fans council took place this week um uh, and and again i think any any dialogue or any anything where the club is open and, and interested in what the fans have to say and can can be open and honest um it, it can only be a good thing yeah absolutely um it's uh it'd be interesting to see how it progresses um and you know i know but what a lot of people will be thinking is how how will it work with Oxfox and that sort of thing and um, mm. you know it remains to be seen what what um, the, the the kind of working dynamic will be but yeah it's it, it seems like a good idea um seems like you know communication and people 
you know, sharing ideas and getting things going and, and you know, fan representation. So, it, um, yeah, it, it seems like a good idea and something that will will we'll continue to grow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it, it, I think one of the things that was Andy Taylor um, sort of said, I think he's, he said, uh, this is from, from the minutes, um, he made it clear that formation of the Fans Council is in no way designed to minimise the power and influence of other fan groups, such as the Supporters Trust Oxbox. So, you know, that that's, I think, clear from the start. You know, Oxbox perhaps have a, have a different, well, perhaps, no, I think, do have a, a slightly different role than the fans council will, will hold um you know and, and continue to be independent and, and ask the questions where where they need to be asked and and and, and perhaps hold it yeah hold a different sort of remit i guess yeah. um to, than than this would be um but yeah and any any sort of open dialogue with the fans and and the, between the fans and the, and the club is is only to be applauded so we'll, we'll see mm. how that develops over time yeah absolutely um, yeah, so I, I think I'm just looking through the list, ticking everything off. I think we're we're pretty much there. It's been a it's been an interesting season. Um, I, I, I'm not prepared for this, but I guess what 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 would be your sort of standout moments, you know, from the season? Oh, so um, not not giving you any. No, no, that's all right. I just sort of thought I'd throw <laughs> that in. I, I see, you know, they've, they've talked about um, saves of the season and goals of the season and stuff like that, but you know, and, and apologies if if this is kind of come. I I didn't think I'd ask this, but we'll 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 do it. And I yeah. haven't got an answer for it yet. I think it, I'm gonna have it, to quickly formulate one. Yeah, um, I mean, if you know, if I had to pick single moments or or kind of games, I mean, the going very recent here, the win all goal. Um, which mm. I think was our last uh, regular season goal of the season. Yeah. I think was that the fourth goal that day. Um, it was. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I mean, it's an unbelievable way to close a <laughs> mm. a normal season. I mean, that was I, I think I said at the time it was one of the best strikes I've ever seen from an Oxford player. Um, I think games uh, the Gillingham comeback um, mm. turning point really, and the. Um, the the late on penalty save Jack Stevens was that against Charlton at home? That was going to be my one. Yeah, I sort sorry. Of thinking, <laughs> no, no, that's absolutely fine. I think in height, you know, at the time it was like, well, fantastic. He's you know he's he saved us the point there, and and and, but it's only in hindsight at the end of the season that you kind of look at it and go, that hadn't happened. Charlton would have finished above us. Yeah, you know, no, it's it's, it's all these things. Isn't moment it? Yeah. in a season that yeah that meant we ended up where we were. Um, but yeah, I think. yeah, and you know, obviously, we. Um, I think, a, a, as awful as it was at the time, a big turning point was uh, the Swindon loss. Yeah. Um, which kind of also led to the Swindon win, <laughs> mm, yeah. uh, which yeah. was a great moment. That's always a good moment. Yeah. Um, and then there's just kind of been some, you know, um, sort of big club uh, moments of the year. I mean, Mickey Lewis's passing um, yeah. really kind of hit deep, didn't it? And, mm. uh, you know, I think we said at the time, I've, I've never seen a, an outpouring of grief for anyone who to do with the club who, who died um, like like that. And that was, mm. uh, that was just amazing. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, clearly, I, I, I'd, I'd like to think they'll be rather like they've done for, for Jim Smith at the back of the East stand. Mm. There'll be some sort of uh, recognition of maybe, permanent temporary in the in the ground yeah. somewhere to, well, to Mickey the, um the, the flag that Oxford's organized you know in, yeah in of course, of course that yeah. might find a place that can yeah that can be yeah a permanent 
fixture at the at the ground um maybe that might be something that that, that can be looked at but yeah, yeah hopefully yeah, yeah his but yeah off the pitch yeah definitely his his passing i think you're right the, the, the love that people have for him um yeah was was absolutely clear um yeah, yeah. Really, and and then just that, like the season as a whole. I mean, for me as a fan, for as long as I've been an Oxford fan, this is the least I've seen us play this season. Yeah. Um, for, for a variety of reasons, but just yeah, COVID and um, some stuff I do outside of football, so council stuff, all seems to be they're all like these COVID meetings that take place at weekends or Tuesday nights, which are <laughs> just just <laughs> the worst times. I was I mean, I said to Liam the other day, our old presenter, I said if um. If games took place midday in a week, it would be wonderful. <laughs> it could be ideal for me. Yeah, um, but they, the times just have been, have been pretty crap this year uh, to, to be able to watch any games. But um, yeah, the playoff second leg on the Friday night, wonderful. Um, mm. Well, not not wonderful, but a no, good but time. Nice, nice to sort of. I, yeah. I, I, spent, I watched that in a pub with, with, with people that I often would travel to games with. So. I'd seen them for the first time in a long time um, yeah. and having a drink, you know, obviously table service and masks and stuff like that. But it was a, a, just a, for a, for an hour and a half or, or maybe not. Maybe it was that, just that first seven minutes when we got the goal yeah. to sort of, you know, be, be lost in, in football and, and just be back to kind of a little bit of a normal buzz watching the game for a bit. Yes, yeah. was something yeah. special. Yeah, and um, just on another thing, um, if I could say, there'll be uh, um, uh, blushing or bashfulness here. Um, but in November, December time, so obviously the pod's been going in five years. Um, the presenter up until November just gone, Liam, uh, Liam Wakeford, went off to, um, well, kind of do stuff for the club. <laughs> he found yeah. a found a, a a higher home than us. Um, <laughs> but you know, and he's done brilliantly with that, and and that's going from strength to strength. Um, and and hopefully there'll be there'll be kind of uh, a lot more of that next season. Um, but mm. with that came that he couldn't be on the pod anymore, so we needed a presenter. Uh, and Sai, if I could say, you stepped into that magnificently. Um, and I'm hardly hardly say. even noticed the hardly noticed the difference. Um, uh, you are Simon, aren't you? You're not just Liam doing a yes, voice. No, I'm, I'm, I'm Liam. <laughs> well, he is an actor. So well, I know, yeah, that's why time, I asked. Yeah, it's actually been him pretending to be me. Yeah, so, no, I thought you know. so. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. He's he is that good. Um, He's had to sort of age up a little bit, you know. Yeah, into no, makeup and stuff like that. But, yeah, uh, I'm, yeah. Oh, but, that, yeah. A sterling job, Mr. Hathaway. A sterling job. Well. It, you know, I, I think any anything like this is, is is those classic interviews are only as good as as the people that are being interviewed. Not that I'm interviewing you, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, you know, no, I, yeah. I, I couldn't do yeah. this on my own. You know, and, yeah. and you know, thank you to you for no, for making it as easy as we can. Thank you for everyone and for then, listening. Yeah, uh, and, obviously, and hi Tim, hi Sorry, Tim, got, <laughs> nearly, got a, nearly an hour in, and we haven't said hi. Tim, I know, so, and. Yeah. We still haven't found out who the person is in Fiji. So, look, if you want to send us a free holiday when COVID's gone, don't yeah. be bashful about it. Just send it. We'll be fine. We won't. Yeah. We won't be. We won't make you feel bad and say no. We'll accept it. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yes. Also, throughout the year, uh, just some of the guests we've had on, I'd like to thank so regular contributors Dale mm. Ventham, uh, Swiss yeah. Yellow, fantastic Mister Rocks, uh, and then we've had some of our kind of guest appearances. So. Zaki Nizabay, mm. um, the former board member, Carl from the Terrace, yeah. um, uh, Dave Pritchard from the Oxford Mail, 
Um, yeah. Sorry, Dave, I didn't mean to put you last. Um, and, oh, of course, Paul. Paul, <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, is he, a, is he a guest or is he a contributor? You know, yeah, I don't know. He's kind of... Yeah, special guest. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's like a, an executive producer. Yes. He g- yeah. t- picks up a big Perfect. paycheck for not doing much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Comes in, boom, drop, mic Love drop, you, Paul. Done it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you, Fraser, for for all the the uh, the production work he does, because this is not just a case of right, we've we've more or less finished, hit pause and upload it. There's there's a certain amount of audio clipping to do. Um, yeah, that's and, all right. That's and, all right. You know, we, you should we, hear try the... and, we try and flow it as much as we can, but there, funnily enough, there is some editing to do because yeah, we don't and... always get it right first time. If anyone's listening and they think they're not a fan, they think the pod's bad, you want to hear what we take out. <laughs> <laughs> they might want to listen to that. That might actually be what people are tuning in for, Yeah, is, is the stuff that we take out. Yeah. But, and and Ed, Ed Bridges, I hope you've noticed I've really worked on the bad language this year. Um, it's, yeah. it's really, I'm really trying to stamp it out. <laughs> <laughs> this is like standing at the door when you're leaving something back, which I know is something that you, you know, you like yeah. to do, phrase. Um, well, yeah. But it's that, it is that kind of... If I say right, thank you very much, and you know, thank you for listening and all that. That's that's it. That's the season done. And we're going to have to start talking about things that annoy us that shouldn't, and you know, watching yeah. the fry up again. But, well, yeah, uh, and, which uh, we'll probably do. Yeah, well, on that, like, uh, Kath and Liam Faulkner, um, who used to be on the pod, they so whenever I visited them, I think Kath knows that I've got this kind of thing where I can't leave places. So she starts to talk to me a lot as I'm going. Not that she doesn't when I'm when I'm not going. She's very very nice, very very courteous. But yeah, as I'm leaving, it's like I think topics of conversation start. I'm thinking, you know, I can't leave places. <laughs> yeah, don't start another conversation. Just like, right, yeah. cheerio, and then like, Kath will like turn to the group and say, "Has anyone noticed that Fraser's still here? <laughs> I can't go." <laughs> not fear of missing out in a way yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but we will have to go because i need to uh, we will get back to work yeah me too christ <laughs> at some yeah. Point. yeah uh but uh yeah if, you, if you're still listening to this thank you for getting this far um we will be i'm, I'm sure we'll we'll do something between now and the start of the season yeah and, you know once once we start signing players once once things happen um even if there's nothing to talk about we'll find something to talk about yeah and like you said we'll do our what's annoying like said, one we've we've done it for five years we've yeah. we've, we've yeah. done things to talk about for five years we'll just keep it's going something special yeah um, so yeah thank you all for listening um we will be back um at some point and um yeah take care of each other look after Cheers. each other uh, stay safe and all that and we'll see you soon Bye. Bye. Bye.